Yo, 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 what up? What's good? How's everybody doing out there? I am Lou Cipher, your host of a little thing we like to call Hellas Round the Corner. And look here, y'all. I'm going to try to make this episode quick. I'm letting y'all know right now, this ain't going to be no long one because I got something to do in like the next hour. I'm going to talk. I'm going to tell y'all about it in the future. It's something I'm very excited about and been wanting to do for a very long time. But, you know, me being the poorly mismanaged, the poor management manager of time motherfucker that I am, I'm having to crunch this episode in like right before that. So, yeah, this ain't going to be long. Um, <laughs> just know I'm having, like I've had the, the shittiest last week ever. Um, I won't talk about a lot of it. Look at the timeline. But, um, <laughs> one of the things that did happen that really just took the wind out my motherfucking sales this week. So, Instagram went on ahead and snatched my motherfucking page up. So, ain't no more loose cypher 83 on Instagram. I done appealed it, but, you know, looking like they gonna stick with it. So, it is what it is. An almost 10-year-old page with pictures that I ain't got no more. Just gone like that. And, you know, listen, between being shadow banned on one Twitter page, getting shadow banned on the other one, and not in a snatch motherfucking Instagram for me, it's like, they just, I, I feel like the universe is trying to tell me, nigga, it's time to let social media go. So, I don't know, but, you know... I'll say this though, it was it, it it may or may not have been my fault with Instagram. I'm all I'm gonna say is this. My close friends content was top tier. <laughs> Any of y'all who followed me when y'all saw that green bubble, you knew it was about to be popping. <laughs> but yeah, they got fed up with my shit, so they get they got the boy up out of here. But anyway, uh we got a lot to cover in a little bit of time, so we gonna just go ahead and jump right on into this thing. All right. First thing I got, so Trey Songs is the subject of a sexual assault investigation in Las Vegas. To the surprise of nobody. Like, I'm surprised they ain't been got that nigga. Let me tell you something. I have a theory about um, um, singers, especially, well, male singers um, in particular, male R&B singers. Whenever you sing, you hear this motherfucker, all they sing about is the throes of passion and, 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 and dive bombing and wet wop and dragging a little paint thing all over everything. Listen, them niggas be sexual deviants and they be creeps. You know, all Trey songs ever sang about is, is, is putting some da somebody's daughter through the wall and goddamn breaking the headboard across the back of her neck and all that kind of shit like that. You just kind of, you, you expect that behavior from him. And then on top of that, for years there have been reports by different girls, Kiki Palmer being the main one. And a whole bunch of other ones just saying how crazy, how wild a nigga getting, how he's just, you know, very predatory. He be handling them all wrong and rough, putting them in chokeholds and shit outside of weddings, talking about some give me the pussy. And it's like all this shit is well documented for years. So it's like, I, I, you know what? Trey Songz is one of the ones I've always wondered. How have y'all allowed him to be a thing for so fucking long? You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. He's marginally good looking. And, you know, but when I say the nigga can't sing for shit. Like, he he dead ass sound like something at the ass fucking a goat. And that's always like, oh, yeah. like that, that one note right there 
annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, like what the heck? What are you doing? You know, but yeah, you know, that didn't shock me at all when I heard about it. So you know, um, I, I, peace to everybody involved. But yeah, I, it's it's time for Trey Songz to go. So. This is probably going to be the cult episode because all this shit is, the majority of this shit is about motherfuckers in cult. So, <laughs> let's go ahead and continue. Well, no, this one ain't cult, but anyway. So, Janet Hubert, a.k.a. Dark Skin Unveil, was hospitalized this past weekend. And... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing at the fact that she's in the hospital. I'm laughing at the, at the details of the story. But anyway, so... Nobody would have known had she not jumped on Instagram on her Instagram and she left a very lengthy um, caption basically saying that she was hospitalized. She wasn't going to tell you why she was hospitalized. But the one thing she did say was, hold on, I got it quoted right here. She, she said that holding on to anger will eat you alive. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Dark skin unveiled the bitter for a long time. She just, that woman has this seething, all-consuming hatred of Will Smith. And it's just, it's literally killing her. Because old people, that's how they look. Old people, when they be mad, they be holding on to you like that. Then next thing you know, they start developing ulcers and shit. And now the motherfuckers in the hospital. That's what did happen to her. You know what I'm saying? All that pent up anger and rage. She, I just at this point, I really feel like Will just really just need to just like um, get in the rain with her and just you know suit up and let her get some gloves and just let her fight him. That's I mean that's like say that old that woman is 65 years old. She ain't got no minutes going through all this. Will let that woman fight you and get it out of her system so she don't be um so we don't be walking up behind her singing going up yonder. You know what I'm saying? That woman is that woman hates Will. Whatever he did. But uh, and then what made it even funnier was with the caption, she posted a picture of them at the reunion and Will like standing in the back. And it's just like, God damn, she never got over that shit. And oh, this okay. This is gonna be fucked up for me to say, but I'm in a fucked up place this week anyway, so I'm just gonna hear and say it. It's really given that it's really given that they done fucked before. Cause I'm I'm sorry that's the, that, that's what I'm gathering from the energy. Cause it's just it's just this just seems like a whole lot of vitriol to be having for a motherfucker. You claim just got you fired. So I don't know. I look. I don't know what happened between Will and Darsky and Unveil, but I do know he just need to let that woman whoop his ass for about two minutes so she can get it out of her system, so she can get out them people hospital and off their goddamn breathing machine. You know. So shout out to Darsky and Unveil. Get better and let all that hurt go, baby. Oh, let me see which one of these motherfuckers I want to jump into first because one of these bitches is serious. So let's see. Okay, let's go ahead and do it. So, Justice Smollett, in case you didn't know, I want to say this is before the pandemic. I want to say this is like 2018, 2019. We'll go with 2018. But long story short, 
Justin claimed that, you know, two men whooped his ass at 2 o'clock in the morning at night. He was going to Subway to get something to eat. They beat his ass. And they called him faggots. And they tied ropes around his neck and all that kind of shit like that. And so when the story first happened, you know, everybody jumped up on the, oh, my God, homophobia in Chicago. They tried to kill Jesse. Like, you know, everybody was going all, all crazy and shit. But those of us who knew. Those of us who just had a little bit of sense, we sat back and we looked at that situation and was like, mm -mm. something about this just don't sit right. You mean to tell me that you, uh, you know, you, you, you're a celebrity, you know, niggas know who you are. You're going to take our walking at 2 o'clock in the morning to a subway of all places. Nobody eats subway on purpose. Nobody. But... Let's just let's just let's, let's let's humor you for a second. You go on a subway at two o'clock in the damn morning, and all of a sudden two niggas done beat your ass and then called you all kind of punks and booty fuckers and shit like that, and then tied a rope around your neck and saying MAGA shit. It just it just nothing about it added up. So what happened was. It um it divided the timeline. I remember when it happened because you had one side telling everybody that they wasn't shit for saying, you know, Justin was lying because how can you say that? That is a gay man and that and hate crimes, blah, 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 whatever. And then it was the rest of us was like, y'all, look at the facts. Look what's being presented here. Nothing about this shit sounds feasible. Come on, use your fucking brains. You know what I'm saying? So it did come out that Justin was lying because at first he said it was white men, then it turned out it was two um, it was two fine ass Africans. So the fine-ass Africans whooped his ass. And so now we try to figure out, like, what's going on here? So now they're in trial for it. And the more, the longer the trial is going on, the more details are coming out. This shit is getting messy. And I know Lee Daniels is sitting his messy ass in front of his um, laptop with his notes app up right now about to make a show out of this shit. But let me, let's just go over some of these damn details. So, Justin testified today. And Justin said that <laughs> When they when they asked him, did he know the men? He was like he knew one of them, and then he pointed to the one that he knew. I forgot his name. I ain't say the name. His name probably Bola or some shit like that. They from Africa. Anyway, um, he pointed to one of the fine ass Africans and said they did weed and cocaine. Then went to the bathhouse and touched each other. This shit is so fucking ridiculous. First and fucking foremost, nigga, you ain't have to go. You ain't even stand travels to know that you was fucking one of them. Because let me tell you something. I, we, I, I know sisters like Jesse. I know them. And I promise you, if these would have been some any kind of looking niggas, you know, out here looking like, you know, they out here shaped like protractors and shit like that, I wouldn't have said nothing of it. But these two fine-ass motherfuckers, they show pictures of them, goddamn, they fine as frog, y'all. You mean to tell me you wasn't fucking neither one of them? I thought he was fucking both of them, to be honest with you. But we knew that you was doing a little something with, the, with, with one of them, so it turned out that you was fucking one. And then the motherfucker... <laughs> What the fuck? We went. We first off, we did weed and cocaine. <sighs> Speaks for itself, you know. Highly weird that you know everybody got to be high to do shit. But then y'all went down to the bathhouse and y'all quote unquote touched each other. Nigga, just at, at you, you sitting up there on the stands. We all know what's going on. You might as well just say it. you wouldn't. You wouldn't let that motherfucker Zimbabwe fucking Jabari mountain your ass. 
You know what I'm saying? The boy, he he, he, he didn't he, he didn't got all up in your private areas and everything like that. And y'all was down in the bathhouse fucking. Just call it what it is. That shit sounds so fucking ridiculous. Two grown ass men, we touched each other. What the? F that sounds like. Oh God, I was about to say something so fucked up, but I ain't gonna say that. But y'all, that just sounds like y'all having some lesbian ass sex. I'm just saying, we touched each other. Nigga, what the hell was y'all doing? Hooking your fingers in your assholes? I, I don't know. But that's what Justice say. Justice say him and the boy was touching each other down at the bathhouse. They put the boy on the stand. He said he didn't. He he said yeah. He went to the bathhouse with um Jesse. The prosecution was asking him um like all kind of wild ass questions. Like, did you see gay porn? Then the dude was like. <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny. Nigga, you went to a bathhouse. If you hell, you probably just seen people fucking right there in front of your face. Like it just the, the whole this thing is turning into a circus. But at the end of the day, Justin going to jail. Justin Smollett ass is going to fucking jail. Like nigga, they did a dry run of the fucking attack. Like they have video of them doing like a rehearsal of the fucking attack. Like, dude, you going to jail, man. But I look, all I can tell y'all is if Justin, I hope he don't. I'm I'm not saying I wish he do, but I'm just saying the way it's looking, it ain't looking good. But if he do trust and believe, Justin Smollett is gonna be a-okay down there in that jail. Let me tell you something I learned from coming from a family of career criminals and uncles who've been in the penitentiary all their goddamn life. Punks run the jailhouse. A nigga, a sissy runs the jailhouse. They are literally walking currency. You know what I'm saying? All that shit y'all be seeing on eyes and all these prison shows about mothers getting raped in jail and shit, that do not happen in prison. Niggas be getting talked out their ass. Because what it is, is you got to realize, these motherfuckers, they go in there, you know, it's one thing to be up in Central Booking for, you know, a day or two or some shit like that over the weekend or whatnot. Nigga, when you hit that goddamn pen that penitentiary and them bars bang, bang behind you, that's a whole nother motherfucking world. And a lot of y'all ain't built for that shit. So they, 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 they go in there, they scared what they do. They need protection. So it's going to be a big dog up in there. You let them know, look, I mean, you know, yeah, I, I, I got your back. I'll look out and all that kind of shit like that. But what you going to do for me? You know, and it ain't but one thing you can do for that man. You know what I'm saying? You All you can do is just put that sheet up in front of the damn bars and suck his dick or, or give him some ass, all that kind of shit like that. That's what happened. Niggas don't be getting raped in jail. They get turned out because they be scared. I say it to say this. Just, you know, niggas like that don't have no problem because you got to realize he light-skinned, he famous, and, you know, he's somewhat attractive. Them motherfuckers going to have a war over that boy in jail. Shit. They going to they, they literally fight over that motherfucker. Do you know how many honey buns and juice boxes that nigga worth? Shit. That boy gonna that, that boy gonna be better. He, he gonna be safer in that than he is out here. So I don't know. Like I said, that whole situation, I really hope the best for it, but the shit just uh, I don't know. It's, it, 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 it's, it, it's too wild. Alright. Mm. Mm. Moving along, moving along. Next up we got so Mississippi. Mississippi is down to the Supreme Court telling them people that they're not going to do abortions after 15 weeks. So, Donald Trump, trash ass, when he was president, 
he seated all the Supreme Court justices. So now we have this fucking conservative Supreme Court who going to let all this bullshit fight. Bottom line, Roe versus Wade about to be the fuck up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just think it's bullshit because, you know, it's going to affect, like I say, it's the way it is going to affect women, you know what I'm saying, is terrible. And I just don't believe that, you know, um, it should be up to a bunch of white men who look like walking scrotums to decide what a woman does with her body. That is her body. That is her pussy. Those are her breasts. You know what I'm saying? She, a woman, a woman, a woman should have full reign over her own body, over her own personhood. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I've always been pro-choice. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like you don't want to carry, do what you got to do, sis. That's better than having a mouth out here to feed that ain't nobody looking out for. You know what I'm saying? And it's just really amazing to me how all these white women, you that 53% of white women that we'll never let you motherfuckers live that down who in 2016 voted against your own best interest to vote for motherfucking Donald Trump, a motherfucker who don't give a damn about you and, don't, and, and not only give a damn about your pussy but would grab it from you. You voted for that, white women. So now y'all want to be sitting out here protesting, talking about some damn, oh, no, they're taking abortion away and shit like that. Listen, hey, eat it. This is y'all fault. Y'all did this shit. You know what I'm saying? You know, now, I do want to say this, though. I ain't the, I ain't the most book-learned motherfucker in the world. I don't, know, I don't know a lot about a lot. So this is just me purely talking shit. But if you ask me... White people, especially conservative whites, they, they go up for this pro-life shit and, and they try to snatch abortion down so much because I've said this before, too. They, you know, they going to be a minority in the not-too-distant future. You know what I'm saying? Because these, this new generation they ain't having babies like talking about no more. You know? And they trying to strike abortion laws and shit down like that. Like it ain't Kaylee and Ashley who the ones who be out here tearing the abortion clinic down. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucking, motherfucking Lyric and goddamn, um, and, and, and not goddamn Tasha, they're not the ones down the abortion clinic. They just go ahead and have it and take their ass to Planned Parenthood and get some stamps and get some wick and just call it a life. You know what I'm saying? It's Bethany and fucking, and fucking Kaylee and all them. They get knocked up and the first thing they want to go do is stick a hanger up between their damn legs. It ain't everybody else, it's them. You know what I'm saying? So I I think that got something to do with it. I think it's like, you know, they realize these girls ain't having babies like talk about no more. They trying to make sure that they, you know, they hold on to being a majority for as long as they can. Again, speaking total shit, I might sound ignorant. If I do, by all means, please let me know. But that's just how my little small ass brain is, is thinking about it. But, you know, uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep tabs on it. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, the way it's looking, Roe versus Wade may be the fuck up out of here. Um, let's see. What we got next? What we got next? Because we is running through this shit. Okay, so. Ethan Crumley, a.k.a. the Michigan School Shooter. There's a lot to unpack here because a lot of shit happened with this. 
So, um, long story short, um, this little ugly ass boy named Ethan Crumbly, who's fifteen, he went to he went to the school and he murdered four of his um fellow students. Um, I nobody knows why still now. Nah, he just you know he's a he was a little shit, a little incel piece of shit who went and murdered four children in cold fucking blood and fuck him in perpetuity. Um, but he was charged Wednesday with the, he was charged with murder and terrorism. They charging his ass as an adult. And so what ended the interesting part of the story is this, his parents, James and Jennifer fucking crumbly. They got hit with four involuntary manslaughter charges that Friday. Do you know these motherfuckers took off and went on the goddamn run and the police had to catch them Saturday morning? But white people, let me, let me tell you something. When white people start whiting, yo, these motherfuckers went down to the ATM, withdrew $4,000, cut their phones off, and went on the run. Then what's so crazy, you think I'm, I would, you would think that, okay, if we're going to go on the run, we're going to do this shit for real. They found them motherfuckers like a few minutes away in motherfucking Detroit in a goddamn um in a parking garage, abandoned parking garage, some shit like that. Somebody somebody helped them get in there, and the police went right on up in there and got their ass like, come, come, come on here, bring your stupid ass on. You you and your son, y'all y'all all gone. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that is like they all that that shit was so trash. Y'all say. Y'all say fuck that kid and got the fuck on down. But I listen, they should have been doing this shit. All these white kids going out here, you know, because nobody wants to talk to them or they being fucking weirdos and socially inept pieces of the little shit. And they feel like instead of working on themselves and working on their social skills, and you know what I'm saying? Like, here's my thing. Instead of going to kill people, how about, you know what I'm saying, you work on your people skills? How about, you know, go to the gym? How about, you know what I'm saying, you know, if, if all that fails, just become funny. Develop a personality. You know what I'm saying? No, they don't want to do that because, you know, ah, oh, white man, da, 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 da. This, is, this girl belongs to me. So you want to just go out here and start killing motherfuckers. Because, like, I, I mean, when I say you, you look at the picture of the little boy, he dead ass looks inbred as fuck. Like... He, your mustache looks like pubic hair, my boy. Like you, I mean, he, he, I mean, he, he, he's dumpy looking. He's ugly, and you know what I'm saying. It, and again, all that could have changed for you if you would have put some work into yourself. But no, you want to go out here and kill people. So now look how you look it. You know what I'm saying? Now you're mauling your paw down there with you. And then it was so crazy they had the same jail. So now you're mauling your paw down there in a jumpsuit with your stupid ass, and the whole family about to get rolled out. Because they they purchased the gun for him, and apparently that he had free access to the gun. That's what they're saying. So you know, it, it is what it is. At the end of the day, trash kid, trash parents, they about to sweep all y'all motherfuckers the fuck up out of here. But yeah, that shit happened, and you know, fuck all of them. You know, yeah, that's all I got with that. <laughs> Let's see, moving right the fuck along. We, oh yeah, we making good time right now. So, versus. So this past Thursday, the greatest versus that I have ever seen happen. Bone Thugs and Harmony versus 3-6 Mafia. Let me tell you something. When I say 
levels, degrees, and fucking, you know, parts of nigga in me that have laid dormant for over 20 years were unleashed on that night. I stayed up and watched the whole thing. It was just like, because you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I go back with both of these groups. Now, Bone, you know, Bone was when I was in middle school. You know, when I was in middle school, Bone Thugs, they was the hottest thing going. You know what I'm saying? I heard the crossroads and more funerals than, I, than I'm willing to uh, recount. Like, you know, Ed Hood funeral that come, here comes somebody up there performing the crossroads or playing the crossroads. Side note, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life at a funeral was somebody performing I Cry by Ja Rule and Lil Mo. The girl was out there singing Lil Mo part, and we thought, okay, this this, this cool. She's And next thing you know, a nigga just come out the back, I love my wife, I love my life. I'm like, wait, what? What is this? I will never forget that after the look. All the saints just looked up like, what nigga tree is happening in front of this casket? This nigga was rapping to the casket. I'll never forget that. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, we might have to have a hold of the subject on hood funeral songs because that is legit a genre. You know what I'm saying? Because you got the Crossroads by Bone Thugs. You got I Cry by Ja Rule. Motherfucking the This Is For My Homie song. Um, what was another what, what was another hoodlum ass of oh fucking um masterpiece song I miss my homies we literally in the 90s we had a whole genre of hood funeral music but that's another discussion for another day anyway back to the verses so it was Bone Thugs versus 3-6 um like I say I you know I'm more of a 3-6 fan than a Bone Thugs fan simply because 3-6 was popping when I was in high school the first song I ever got into a fight off of was motherfucking Tad the Club up at the, at, um, at, the, at the streamer school day in like what ninth grade so that was the first song i remember fighting at the school dance that's listen when i heard that i got emotional i got misty i was like oh man this is this is, this is my life man <laughs> like but um it was amazing they brought everybody out nigga they brought nigga they brought wayne out they brought louis khalif out they brought little flip out they brought fucking chameleon out nigga they brought tasha out to say thuggish ruggish bone I it, when I saw that shit, I'm like, oh, okay, we we doing it now, nigga. When Terrence Howard hit that stage, I said, okay, at this point, at this point, this it. <laughs> we have we have reached levels of nigga, <laughs> uncharted levels of nigga. Terrence Howard came out there in the jumpsuit that your uncle who still think he can um jump with and pull the young tenders he came out there with that jumpsuit on and a fedora and some fucking um and some fucking um cornrows to the back any nigga with cornrows to the back of 2021 is not to be trusted let me just say that right now but the thing that everybody was talking about though was early in the verses busy bone and juicy j got in a fight that shit, oh my god. When, when I tell you that was the most source award shit ever. So here's why here's how here's how it was. So Bong was on their side, 3-6 was on their side, and they had like a piece of caution tape in between both sides of the group. So Bone and 3-6 have history. You know, they have a history of beef with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because I guess what I guess what it was when they both came out, both of them were the quote unquote devil worshiping groups because everybody everybody gave Bone Thugs that charge for worshiping the devil because you know the whole Mr. Ouija song and shit like that. And then three six, I mean, it's in the name. So you know, 
so they had beef and everything like that, you know, in the nineties and whatnot. So you, I'm thinking that everything, you know, everything all good. They came out first of all. Shout out to Lazy Bone, man. That that cat is a class act. This dude, he was the perfect host, mediator, diffuser. Like you know, I, like I gained a whole other level of respect for Lazy Bone um that night. Like that dude is a one, um. Because he was honestly the only one really interacting with them with 3-6 in a positive way. You know what I'm saying? The rest of them was just off. They wasn't really fucking with it. So at one point, they was, Bone was doing one of their songs. So Gangsta Boo and DJ Paul started slow dancing. And the thing is, you know, the, the, to be honest, it was the it fit the groove of the song. You know? And so I didn't, I didn't think nothing of it. So Busy... Got in his feelings, and he was like, man, y'all ugly motherfuckers ain't going to be up here mocking me. There was a tinge of colorism in there, but we going to let that ride. Um, and so, um, to which point, Juicy J said, man, suck my dick. So, anybody know when you invite another man to your dick, at that point, it's, it's, it, it, it ain't no more words. It's action. So, Busy threw a bottle of water at Juicy, and I think he hit Gangsta Boo too with the bottle. And Juicy just flew over there. And them niggas, them, them niggas started dealing. So next thing you know, the whole stage went up. And it was pandemonium. Like, I was like, oh shit, nigga. Versus cut the feed. They put the little paper up talking about some technical difficulties. And what made it so funny was, even though they blocked the screen, they left the mics on, all you hear is Gangsta Boo. Nigga, you must have forgot to take your medicine. This some bullshit, nigga. That's why you ain't in the group right now. That's why y'all can't get no money right now. So she's spazzing on the ass. Like, she fucking blacking on them motherfuckers. And, you know, so, so they went on hand and brought everybody back because you got to realize... They people paid to see that. That was an actual show people paid to see. So they weren't about to lose all that money. So, you know, they went on here and brought them back out and everything like that. And at some point, Busy came out and he apologized to um, the, the, um, 3 6 and he apologized to the audience, which I thought was very big of him. And I thought that was dope. You know, it takes, it, it ta it takes a man to do some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I fucked up. You know, I was on some dumb shit. So, yeah, you know. But, you know, nigga, let me tell you something. What happened was. They went backstage, and Bone Thugs and Harmony cussed Busy Bone out as a group. Because, let's, let's be real, Versus is the biggest little bone they got in a long time. And Versus is a really big stage, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, because, I, mean, I mean, that's why I really appreciate it so much right now. Because it kind of revitalizes interest in these legacy artists, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a whole generation don't know who Bone is. It, you know, it, these kids, they know who 360 is on the strip of Juicy. But you know what I'm saying? They don't know those old songs. So this is the biggest look they done got in years. And even Swiss said some shit like that. Swiss was, Swiss was saying like, you know, you know, y'all motherfuckers ain't been doing shit in 23 summers. And I give you the biggest look you got and you act like this. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they wasn't about to let, they wasn't about to let him fuck that bag up for him. Because, you know, Busy got a history of doing shit like this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, nigga, what the fuck, man? This the biggest bag we didn't got. We didn't charge these people. Um, I think from what I understand, they charged them five times their show rate. 
what they usually make for a show, they charge versus five times that. That's the most money they done gotten, like, probably forever. You know what I'm saying? They ain't getting royalties and shit like other groups getting because they got they signed them badass, fucked up ass contracts. And I don't think they don't they don't own their masters, if I'm not mistaken. I have to check into that. But from what I understand, they don't own their masters. So you know what I'm saying? It, it's time to eat right now. We got to get this look so we can go out here and really get this money. And you about to fuck it up for everybody. You know what I'm saying? So that happened, and when they got that resolved, nigga, the show became amazing. When they brought Project Pat out, side note, ooh, listen. Project Pat can get it on top of her heel. I don't give a fuck. Okay, listen, all right, we're going to leave it at that. They brought Pat out. Nigga, they brought LaChette out. Motherfucker, when they brought A-Ball and MJG out, motherfucker, I was in this bitch hollering. Southern Legends. Listen, man, that shit was so fucking dope. Now, with all that said, 3-6 washed bone. Like, bruh, so the way I put it on Twitter, I said this. It's two different vibes, you know what I'm saying? 3-6 make music for you to fight inside the club. Bone make music for you to finish up the fight outside the club. It's two different vibes. They both necessary, but that's that being said, you know, in the beginning, it was all good. It was cute back and forth. Now, don't get it twisted. Bone was swinging back hard, but they just couldn't keep up. Because let me tell you something. When Juicy got in his solo bag, it was a rap. A rap. Nigga, Juicy got them bangers, man. Fucking, he, he played bangs and make a dance. Yeah, you know that shit hit automatically. Motherfucker played um the, um the song with him and Wiz Khalifa. I love small about her day. But I fucking love that damn song. But God damn it, when that nigga Juicy played Zip in a double cup, I flipped this table over in this motherfucker. I used to go up for that goddamn song. A Zip in a double cup. I'm getting, I'm getting high as fuck. I'm like, oh my shit. They played that. God damn it. But then Bone, they was swinging with some shit too. Because when they came out with goddamn uh, Surrender, I hadn't heard that in so motherfucking long. But the one I was waiting for, they played East 1999. Nigga. I had to open my door and walk outside and just start going crazy in the parking lot. That is my motherfucking shit. God damn it, they they um they played crazy did his verse on Lil John's. I don't give a fuck. Lil John came out too. Like nigga, they was bringing everybody out. Like it was the nigga, the shit was just crazy. I loved every fucking second of it. And then at the very end, they did the crossroads, of course, and they dedicated it to all the father rappers, so all of them performed it together. And that shit was so dope. So I was like, man, that versus was that was the best fucking verses, if you ask me. You know what I'm saying? One thing I do want to say, though, real quick. So, I really get tired of you motherfuckers jumping on here with all that damn... Well, versus it, 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 it went down in quality ever since Brandy and Monica's. Y'all, I know y'all love the down this here. Brandy and Monica's versus was not the best one. It wasn't even... It, to be honest, Brandy and Monica's, it, 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 it ain't in the top five to me. You know... Don't get it twisted. Both of them cool. 
I, I cook hard for Monica, though. I love Monica. Brandy, she cool. All that shit like that. But neither one of them have no terribly dynamic personalities. Like, it was boring, boring to watch because Brandy was up there being aggy and weird for no fucking reason. And Monica was just acting like she ain't even gonna be there. You know, and it was just, it just, I mean, don't get it twisted. It was cool for us to see them together because they always gonna be tied together and everything like that, you know, over time because of the whole quote unquote beef they used to have back in the day whatnot but that was not the best verse that shit was just it was it was kind of dry so you know so this one here this is what i'm talking about. this is what i want i want to see a show man i want to see you know i want to see niggas act up you know this one was good motherfucking dip set in the locks was incredible Fucking um, fucking Miss Patty, Miss Gladys. I still love that versus. I love that one. Um, Erica and Jill is one of my favorites. That was early on, but it was that was when verses was really starting to pick up steam. They shit was so fucking dope. Um, Beanie Man and Bouncy Killer. That shit was crazy. Like you know, we got all these other really dope ass verses, and y'all want to sit up here and still talk about Brandon and Monica sitting in the goddamn director's chairs, shading each other. Like I, I I'm good. I, and, and but what I what I wanted to mention that is this: it really kills me because something so many of y'all have so little range when it comes to fucking music. You know what I'm saying? Like, every verse that come on, I can enjoy it because guess what? I enjoy all kind of genres, all different eras, all different times. Rap, R&B, reggae, it don't matter. I love music, man. That's what, I, I love this shit. You know what I'm saying? Just like I can go up for um, for um, Shaka and Miss Stephanie's verses, I turned up a bone in 3-6. Why? And I, I have connections to all that music because I listened to it all. I loved it all. You motherfuckers who ain't got no range and don't listen to nothing past some goddamn girl R&B or some girl pop, but y'all want to complain about every goddamn thing, nigga, get some range. You know what I'm saying? Bro, like, like I said last week, broaden your fucking horizons. Like, like y'all sitting up here with all access to all these streaming services and shit, and all y'all want to listen to is some goddamn girl music. There's a bunch of grown-ass niggas with that shit. Like, bro, like, like, how can you have access to all this, like, this, this plethora, this li these libraries of music, but you don't listen to none of it because all you want to do is listen to some goddamn, you know, some, some, some popcorn little girl shit. Man, you fucking... Grown ass, hard leg ass niggas, which I, uh, let me not, let me not, but anyway, shout out to Versus, man. That shit was enjoyable. I was thoroughly fucking entertained. All right, let's see. Let's go ahead and move on down to some shit that we watch, that I watched this week. Um, so one thing that I, one thing that I watched that I want to spend a little time with. So I watched the True Story, um, limited series starring Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. Um, mm. uh, excuse me. I enjoyed it. I did. I thought it was smart. I thought it was a. I thought this was a very smart way for Kevin Hart to air his grievances with celebrity and fame, and his own personal shit out for you know. I always say this. My thing is this: if you're gonna put it out there, put it in the art. You know what I'm saying? And this is the epitome of the, the epitome of that what he did. You know what I'm saying? Cause basically all he did was take all the head, all the shit he'd been going through for the last couple of years, getting caught in the car with the bodyguard and who that random bitch and the car flipped over and shit like that. And all that kind of stuff like that. He just made he he fleshed the story out around it. 
and you know put it out and i thought that was dope you know what i'm saying if i'm gonna address some shit i'm gonna put it in the music i'm gonna put it in the in, in the on film you know I'm going to put it in my act. Put it in your art. You know what I'm saying? So that's what he did. And I really, really thought that was dope. That being said, this shit made me realize that Kevin Hart is one of the most unlikable motherfuckers in the world. And I've always felt that way about him. Because like, there's just no, there's nothing there's nothing that seems to be, like I say, genuinely likable about him. You know what I'm saying? He seems like an asshole. He just seems like a horrible person to even have to work for, have to interact with on the daily. You know what I'm saying? And this this show, it, it kind of proved it. And I was just like, you know, you know, yeah, don't get it twisted. It's dope that you addressing all this shit and, you know, and, you know, using this medium to address all this. But God damn, your little ass is insufferable. You know what I'm saying? Wesley Snipes did an amazing job playing his brother. Um, Let me tell you something. Wesley Snipes in this in this show he played that family member that we all strive to get the fuck away from. You know what I'm saying? Can't get right, can't never get right, motherfucker gonna drag you down. You know what I'm saying? Because they can't get their shit together. And that was Wesley Snipes. He played this role to a T. Ooh, should I give spoilers? Should I give spoilers? Uh, it's been out for a while. Fucking little spoiler. Okay, so the 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 very the very end, you know what I'm saying? When when the um when the Greeks caught up to him at the show and they had to take out running and whatnot, and now I ain't gonna lie, I did not see that shit coming. When Kevin Hart shot Wesley, was shot his brother and killed him. That shit right there. You know what? It was so crazy. Cause the thing is, I felt him in that moment, but that's some cold-blooded shit to do. You know what I'm saying? This nigga, like Kevin Hart, really was a killer-ass nigga in this damn in this damn show. Like all your problems, you just go ahead and kill him. Which just leads me to believe it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not you know I'm not saying life can't imitate art or some shit like that, but I don't know. You know, Kevin Kevin might got some bodies on him, but that's not that's not a hit on there, and it ain't for me to say. But, you know, when he ended up killing killing his brother in the end and, you know, faking like, you know, um, they, he had a shootout with the Greeks or whatnot, you know, that was cold. But then the part in the very end when he's talking to his manager and the bodyguard and, you know, the bodyguard like, fuck this nigga. You've been, you been treating me like shit all this motherfucking time and I've been putting up with all this shit from you. Now you, now you done did this. Nah, nigga, give me that six mil that that motherfucker was trying to extort you for. You know what I'm saying? So that was the part for me. It was like, damn, these people really just be, you know, to be that close in proximity to somebody famous like that, just see the ins and outs of how they be moving and how they do people and shit like that. That's always wild to me to see. But no, nah, it was it was really good. Like, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be that good because, again, I don't find Kevin Hart funny, but I can I can handle him in this dramatic bag. You know what I'm saying? So maybe he's need to switch it up and do something different. So, you know, check it out. It's um it's it's, it's good. It's a good watch. I want to say it's five or six hour long episodes or whatnot. And um yeah, it's 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 entertaining. So yeah. Last thing I wanna mention, let's see. So there's um a clip that was going around. So I don't know what show this is, it's one of these shows or whatnot, but basically the clip that they got going around is about a barbershop. Um this girl, she's in the she's in the chair getting her getting her line tightened up. 
and it's a man in there wilding. He's saying all kind of wild shit. He's just in there just, you know, bitches, this, blah, 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 this, that, other. So she, like, telling her bob, like, damn, you ain't going to check him or whatnot, you know? And so, ah, I want to bring that up to say this. I get so tired of barbershop culture being vilified, you know, and it's always by you weirdo motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Because let me tell you something. In no, in, at no time, in no barbershop ever, is somebody, are they going to allow somebody to sit up there and just wild out and just be saying all kind of crazy shit like that, especially with women present? No barbershop in the world are you going to go in and that's going to happen. Because what y'all keep forgetting is that barbershops are reputable places of business. You know what I'm saying? These people, that is a business. You know what I'm saying? And these people are professionals. No, you can't point me to Am Barbershop where they go do any of that shit at. I get so fucking tired of you girls and you gays, a certain a certain demographic of you gays who go to barbershops and just because niggas ain't acquiescing to that weird ass motherfucking I'm bringing man man to get his hat cut ass energy y'all put out, you, you all of a sudden, oh, it's the homophobia is so much. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Black men can't have shit. They can't have nowhere. They, they can't have a safe haven nowhere. They can't be themselves. We can't, we can't be ourselves nowhere because y'all weirdo ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody in damn barbershop about to beat your ass or calling you no motherfucking faggot before you get no goddamn chill. Shut that fucking line ass bullshit up. You know what I'm saying? And to and, and, and the further on the point, I say this. If that's how you feel about barbershops, how about this? Go buy you a personal set of clippers. Go take your ass down to a beauty shop and go tell old girl up and then line you up and tighten you up. Because not only are you going to have a fucked up line, you're going to deal with some blatant homophobia while you're up in there. Because I promise you, the conversations in there ain't sweet either. You know what I'm saying? Like, let black men have something. Let us have something. You know? It just, it just, it just, it just really, it bothers me how, you know, our own play into the whole quote unquote black brute stereotype. All because somebody in the barber, they went to a barbershop one day and somebody was talking about their baby mama and I guess that made them feel away. You know what I'm saying? He ain't talking about you, nigga. Just get your ass in the chair and get your cut and get the fuck. You know? I ain't never been to a barbershop in my life where they went where they was in just in there going crazy, going ham on no motherfucking gay dude. I ain't never seen the shit. I'm a whole ass motherfucking lifelong faggot. I ain't never seen the shit. You know what I'm saying? So it was it, it was just interesting to me because because the because the, the gays versus the barbershop conversation comes up so much on Twitter. It comes around like every couple of months. You know what I'm saying? And there's always some some nigga named Javon or some shit like that, you know, who got one of them weird ass new nigga haircuts. You know, the shit where they where they don't know whether they want braids on one side, dreads in the front, or a fucking tape or some shit in the back. You know, he sit he he going to sit up there with his with his legs crossed at the goddamn ankle, looking like he got an attitude and shit like that, just giving off a weird ass vibe. And niggas probably joked on him a little bit. I, I, probably, I promise you, I probably didn't even say nothing homophobic. But, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it was stonewalling that bitch. They was about to beat your ass and all that kind of shit like that. Man, shut the fuck up. 
Like, ah, learn to cut your own hair or some shit like that. Hell, all y'all, shit, all y'all fucking, the, 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 the brotherhood of traveling bottoms, y'all can get the bathroom and get some clippers and, and, and tighten your own shit up. Hell. Anyway, though, that's 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 going to be my time for the week. Listen, I'll kind of rush through this. So, you know, next week I'm going to take my time a little more. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I got shit to do. And um, possibly next week I'm going to have something to announce and tell y'all. But, you know, until then, thank you for rocking with me. Thank you for listening. I appreciate the fuck out of it. You know, keep hitting me up on Twitter, all that kind of good shit like that. And until next week, drink your water or your scalp. Mind your motherfucking business. I'm going to holler at you.